to be pure in heart, just to, to do that honest evaluation of oneself and say, hey, where do I realistically stand with these things? Right. What have I actually submitted to? Have I submitted to God? Have right. I come in humility or have I submitted to the world? And meek is not weak. I remember uh, Moses was called the most meek man on the face of the earth. He was one of the most revered leaders that Israel ever had. I mean, outside of Jesus Christ for us, you look at the Old Testament and even how the Jewish people felt, Moses was the man. David was the man too, as the king and the line of the Messiah, but Moses was the man. That guy was meek. A lot of nonsense happened to him, but God always took care of him because he had that kind of humble, gentle disposition. I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with Steve Arslick, and we are going to talk about the Beatitudes because the Beatitudes are all about happiness. And I don't know about you all, I want to be happy. This is since I was a kid, Steve, it's always a thing that I wanted. I just wanted to be happy. I would hear, I would be a teenager and I would listen to them talk about marriage, which I wanted to be married someday. And I'm a teenager, and they're like, only one out of six marriages is happy. And I'm like, what are the chances? You know what I'm saying? I might be the five out of six. I might not be happy. I don't want to not be happy because I was just a happy kid. So I wanted to be happy. And and this is it. I mean, right here, bless it, bless it, bless it. We're talking about the Beatitudes. Uh, one of the first things Jesus Christ says to a bunch of people is bless it. And I think even that opening one, you know, if you're going to have a blessed life, and Beatitude means utmost bliss. You said like heavenly. Other enjoying the bliss of heaven. Yeah. It's a deep down joy. It's often how I talk about it a lot. Yeah. Right. So the first one, I mean, right out yeah. the gate, I think like it's significant in any speech that you would give, and, and this recording, the Sermon on the Mount, the very first right. thing out of your mouth is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I think about the statement to a religious culture. I mean, the Jewish people were very religious. I'm not saying they were ultimately super righteous. I mean, obviously, they had their problems. But these are people who could be strict, who did know the laws of Moses, did, did know the word of God. And yet he said, guys, you got to be poor in spirit if you're going to see the kingdom of God. So how do you take that? Well, I, I think just the whole introduction to the Beatitudes, you know, beginning, you said the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, this whole idea of, hey, here's a pathway to Christian living. Here's some expectations. Here, here's how you go about doing it. And he contrasts the things of what the the religious people were talking about. But no, he goes, no, here's here's really the real way. And he contrasts things. Hey, here's the worldly view. No, here's what I say. Right. And he says, poor in spirit. It's not about being uh, haughty and prideful. No, it's a matter of coming humility before God because uh, it's one of the big things. Being poor in spirit, just recognize some of those little things that we are broken. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we everything we've been trying to do in our own life isn't working. It's missing the mark of God. We, we right. need help, and we need to come to God in that type of humility. I think these are—I could see this being a group of people who really thought they had their acts together. And they don't really—and I think that when we think we have our acts together and we have the answer, we're less likely to rely on God. We're less likely to come. Even when it talks in the Bible, Jesus Christ died for our sins. If there are people who think they're not sinners, well, why would they really come to God? And where he's saying be poor in spirit, I've always thought of that as kind of like a bankrupt. I don't have anything to right. offer. Spiritually bankrupt. I'm not as great, and that's humility. I'm, I'm not really a big deal. I'm not as great maybe as I think that I am. 
I've got to be humble before God to really have the blessings of God in my life to re- recognize I'm not all that. You know, I really, mm. I am a sinner. I am fallen. I do things that I shouldn't do. I'm not always tuned in with God the way that I should be. And to have that humility, it says that's, they're the ones that are going to have the kingdom of heaven. It's not the haughty, right. prideful people who, right. who think I haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. And even Jesus Christ, I mean, who did he hang out with? Sinners. I mean, they were the poor in spirit. But yeah, I think too, every, every beatitude has a promise with it. Well, if you want the kingdom of heaven, which is the promise of this beatitude, well, here's how you get it. You've got to come humbly before God. Right. Because there's nothing about you special that's going right. to get it. Right. You know, you need to come in humility, ask God for forgiveness, realize that you are a broken sinner, that you, right. you know, you need to come in that type of attitude. And, and obviously some of the people, the religious elite of the day were not. Right. They thought they had it all together. They had all their rules. They had all their religions. They had all these types of things. And Jesus said, no, no, no. If you really want the kingdom of heaven, if you really want this bliss, you've got to, you got to come right. and humble yourself to me first. I think, uh, to me, I, I guess it's probably easier to see it in others than to see it in yourself, to be honest, when it comes to pride. I think pride is like a very insidious, subtle thing. It kind of sneaks up on you, and then you think you're humble, and then you'll be prideful about how humble you are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it can yeah. really get you. Yeah, false piety doesn't do you much good. Yeah, I've found, I think you and I have both seen this, actually, uh, in the church. I mean, you've been here for a long time as both a leader in the church, as a deacon, then becoming a pastor. And I think that both of us have, have seen a lot of situations come and go and one of the things that I've seen so many times is when somebody is prideful and they kind of get arrogant, they think that they're special somehow and they don't really need to work or they don't need it. it it's, a, it's a false comment. And you know, it as almost every single time I'm not seeing there's, there's the kingdom of heaven where they're really finding bliss. Typically what I see the prideful finding is pain and heartache. And you might think, you know, you're on top of the world, but the higher you climb in your own mind, the further the fall down, it's better to take the low road from the get-go and just keep, and I think we have to, we have a responsibility in spirit to do this to ourselves. It's not a matter of you humbling me, it's a matter of, or me humbling you, it's a matter of me, Bill McMinn, reminding myself, you're, you're nothing special, you, you need God, the only great things that are ever going to happen are not because you're great. It's because God's great. And just constant reminder. Well, I think, the other thing, again, this is a pathway to peace. This is the pathway to heaven. If you got you got to go back to chapter 4 and remember the scene when it started to happen is the crowds are pressing in around Jesus Christ. He had he'd begun his public ministry. Uh, people were coming, and they wanted to get healed. I mean, he was doing amazing things, teaching, preaching, healing. They were bringing all their sick to him. They were crowding around him. They were hoping to get near him. They were hoping to touch him. How do we get to the kingdom of heaven? Help me, help me, help me. Well, here's how. Right. It starts with humility. And every Christian, I don't care who you are, it has to start with this moment of humility. We can't humbly become before the cross. Right. And acknowledge our sins. Right. Acknowledge that we are spiritually broken. Right. That we are spiritually poor. Right. You you can't come. Right. I, I agree it, with it, you. it has to start here. And that's why Jesus starts right. here. But it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder for me. It's something I actually I was thinking about before I read the Beatitudes even. It's just, hey, Bill, you know, just I got to remind myself at times, you got to be humble. You got to be humble. You got to be humble. You know, just realize you can't do anything apart from the God. And I think for me, humility would be when you're coming to God and asking for help. You're not just, let's say, giving counsel just out of your own brain. You're saying you're praying about it first. You're praying about, mm-hmm. hey, God, before I preach, you know, I need to be praying about that. Before I write my sermon, I need to be praying about that because I'm not 
doing it on my own strength. I need the Lord's help. And I think that that's where, to me, the happiness comes from, just taking a low road, helping yeah. others. But he also talks about gentleness and blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And, and meek is not weak. I remember yeah. uh, Moses was called the most meek man on the face of the earth. He was one of the most revered leaders that Israel ever had. I mean, outside of Jesus Christ for us, you look at the Old Testament and even how the Jewish people felt. Moses was the man. David was the man, too, as the king and the line of the Messiah. But Moses was the man. That guy was meek. There's a lot of nonsense happened to him, but God always took care of him because he had that kind of humble, gentle disposition. Yeah, I think him. before we get to this moment of meekness, I, I know we, we, we kind of skipped over the second beatitude, but I think about some of this. And again, setting that whole scene where Jesus says, hey, you know, he surveyed the whole crowds and he sat them down. He sat the disciples down and began to teach them. And we think about some of this teaching as we come in this humility and, and you know, mentions that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And, and, and part of that mourning is that we're not mourning the death of a loved one. You'll see this verse in a funeral card all the time, and it's because Hallmark doesn't know what it means. Right. We're not mourning the death of a loved one. The person who's mourning is actually you and I as we come poor in spirit, broken. We come to God and, and, and truly humbly and, and sorrowful and repentant for what we've done that we come in mourning. And Jesus is like, man, you come to me at type of humility. You come in mourning. Well, yours is the kingdom of heaven. Right. And you will be comforted. Right. You'll Those are great promises. Yeah. And now we start talking about meekness is understanding his way. Now as I come and I submit myself to this higher authority, that isn't weak. No, I come in, in an open submission to something I know is greater than me. Right. And I'm going to be meek about it. And that's why, you know, Jesus says, well, now but you're I'm going not to seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing uh, the meekness really in the world. I think right now, you know, you look right. at the changes that have to happen in the world. And it's kind of like the, the attitude is we got to burn stuff down. We got to be loud. We got to be uh, noisy. We got to break things. And we're saying here, no, the meek, the gentle, that even can take being bit. Like my dog was gentle when she was alive, my golden retriever. You could fall on her, trip on her, pull her ears. A kid, any kid could be around her. Any human could be around her. The dog was never, ever, ever going to bite. It just never, ever was. It was just the whole disposition of that dog was one of meekness. And I think, and to me, that's a way of understanding what gentleness and meekness is, is that if I can, I can fall on you and hurt you, you're not going to lash back on me. And he's saying, yeah, that's not how to inherit the earth. You're not going to inherit the earth because you came and conquered it yourself. You're going to inherit that when you're just a meek person waiting for God to come and do it. And when our attitude, you think of Facebook, you think of social media, you think of all these things at times, is that how we're responding? You know what I mean? Are we getting angry and we're kind of tearing into people at times where I would rather just take a big step back and say, let your gentleness be known to all people. Because I think a meek is in that gentle like is a similar kind of thing. Well, yeah, I think about inheriting the earth. I think about so oftentimes in today's culture, we are continually confronted with the latest, greatest human ideology, the latest, greatest mm -hmm. human think tank. Uh, let's put our trust in humanity. Let's submit to that. Because think about meekness requires, it, it, it's, it's a rock solid understanding. If I'm going to be meek, I'm going to submit to a higher authority which I believe to be true. That's why it's not weak. No, I just simply acknowledge that God is greater than me. He is the creator. And in meekness, I will come and submit to him in his will and his ways. And I will come in humility. I will come in mourning. I will come in meekness. I will come in submissiveness because that's the pathway to peace. That's the pathway to heaven is what I come in these attitudes. And so I think and we, the way that we inherit the earth is that we have like the fruit of the Spirit here on this earth now, is that we have the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control that God promises his people. And so we have some of these things, how we inherit the earth. The promise is that we can have these things today, not just into eternity. Right. 
And right. I think that's when we come in this attitude of humility and mourning and meekness and submissiveness, not to the latest, greatest human ideology, but to God. Right. And, but I think in the practical trenches, too, you know, I think there's a reliance on God. Let's say, Steve, if, if something, your neighbor's wronging you just for the sake of argument. They're blowing grass in your driveway. They do it on purpose. They do it all the time. And you can either handle that by going throwing a rock through their garage window, blow, throwing sticks in their yard, and kind of answering back. Because later on, he's going to say, turn the other cheek, walk the second mile. I mean, that's also part of the same kind of thing. And I think this is almost the setup for some of that stuff that he's going to say later on. But you can also handle it. No, I'm going to inherit the earth. And I'm going to let God take care of this. And I'm not going to answer back in kind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow you to make me into a person God doesn't want me to be. And this well, is yeah, social well, media. Okay, this I is see, real I see, life. I, yeah, I see, I see it submitting to some of Christ's teachings and not submitting to the ways of the world. Correct. Certainly. Right. So I think that's all part of it. Is I think it's part of that. Hey, what am I going to submit myself to? Right. I'm going to submit myself to the teachings and the instructions right. of Christ. Exactly. Right. I'm not going to submit myself to the teachings and instructions of the world. Right. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna come here. Right. And not here. Well, I mean, if we're going to, I mean, if you want to hit that subject of going, you know, the ideology being God or the thinking being God, obviously the tenets of our faith and the walk of our life, we're the light on a hill. Let your good deeds be known. We follow the Ten Commandments. We believe in morality. Mm -hmm. We believe in honesty. We believe in, and whether the world does or not, this is what we believe. Uh, There should be, if you're going to take the tenets of the faith, there should be no racism in Christianity because all people, all people, are coming to God the same way. This isn't like a white person, black person, a Hispanic no. person. This is every person. Every person needs to come be poor in spirit. Everyone mourning before God. Well, every why, single why? person meek before God. Every single person relying, saying, God, I got problems in my life. But in our world, like, I, I wonder sometimes, where is the leader to say, hey, let's, and not that they don't say it sometimes, but let's be praying about this. Where you know, like, like you have protests. What would really super impress me would be a stadium full of people praying. That would impress me because that's being meek before God and seeking him out. That would be impressive to me. Well, the way I look at this too is the Sermon on the Mount is all about Christian living, all about Christian behavior. Right. And what does Jesus preface all that with? But with these beatitudes. Right. With these types of characteristics of a Christian. Right. A Christian should be humble. Right. A Christian should be repentant. Right. A Christian should be submissive to God. Right. Uh, he should be meek. A, a, a Christian should be hungering and thirsting for righteousness. A, a Christian should be pure in heart. Right. The, it, so if you're going to do all these things, here's how you, you, you get this relationship going good here. And then when he starts talking about how we deal with relationships in our lives and how we carry ourselves in the world and the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, dealing with anger, uh, dealing with uh, being a salt and light, uh, right. dealing with, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 well, immorality, dealing right. with temptations, lust, dealing with divorce, dealing with retaliation, right. so your dealing vertical with relationship. Yeah, now let's get this right first. Right. That's and why the preface of the Beatitudes are, right. hey, here's, here's God's ways, contrast with worldly ways. Here's some associated promises if we do it. And now this sets the foundation for how we're going to walk our life right. on this earth. There have been times, Steve, where I knew somebody who they lived near, and I knew they were, they were talking smack. You know, because I'd heard about it. And I remember there was a time I wanted to go level them, to be honest with you. Like, I wanted to go have words with them and tell them what I thought of it. And because I was, I was angry about it. And I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I kept my mouth shut and said what I did. Because I remember I, I brought them a gift one time, something I knew they were into. I brought it to them. 
I was friendly. I was nice. Today, those people are in church. Today, those people are friends. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if, Bill, if you would have reacted and not been like what he's saying, the, the meek, the, the really coming in and just leaving these things up to God, I would have blown it, man. I just would have blown it. And you know what? There would be no peace. You're talking about a way of peace. To me, there is no peace even with people in our lives if we're not following this. If we're not realizing, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm poor in spirit. I want to, like you said, repent of my sins. I want to come before God meekly. And then he goes, hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They'll be satisfied. You want something that's satisfying in life? Follow God. It says the fear of the Lord in Proverbs 1 is the beginning of wisdom. This is that hunger and thirst. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Every single Absolutely. thing. And that's beautiful right there. Yeah, I think, you know, Jeanette, you were there talking about Matthew chapter 6, was it 30, 31, something right around there. And then, right. you know, it's towards the end of the Sermon of this Mount, as he's kind of recapping, yeah, as you seek out Christ first, and all these things we're talking about here can be yours. Right. How, to, how, how to have this peaceful life, how right. to have this pathway to peace, how to inherit the earth, right. how to inherit eternal eternity with Jesus Christ, how to, to come and live. Which is a big deal. Oh, it's a big deal. It's right. big deal stuff. And again, I think because, and I preface this too, like I said, you look at chapter four, people were coming and searching. They, Jesus was doing amazing things. They were coming and asking questions. They were coming looking for hope. They were coming and looking right. for, they were looking for the Messiah. Right. And here he was, and he sat him down and he taught him. Right. And are we being taught by this? And I think well, that's well, important. The disciples be. had to be. The disciples had to be taught. The people had to be taught. Well, the word teaches us too. Right. So that's why we got Well, sometimes I think, you know, we, we think like you, we come into life and we think I got to get so much money together. I need to get maybe a degree. I need to go to college. I need to, you know, buy a house. I need to fix it up. I need to do projects. I need to be getting a certain amount of pay. I need to be climbing the ladder. And these are the things for the American mindset that we put our brain on and say, these are the things I really need to focus on. I need to have a good time, have fun. But then he's saying here, no, what you need to hunger for mm -hmm. is not just success or popularity or how much money you have in the bank. You hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be satisfied because there's no, nothing's going to satisfy you in having the best motorcycle in the world, having no. the hottest car in the world, no. having the best looking wife in the world. Any of these things are not going to satisfy like just seeking God. Hunger and thirst for it. You got to hunger and thirst. And that's something we got to challenge ourselves. Is that my hunger? Is that my thirst? And then I think pure in heart goes right along with it because he's going to talk a lot about purity of heart as he goes through chapter five. And hey, if you lust after a woman, same as committing adultery. If you have anger in your heart, the same as murder, so on and so forth. He, he's going to go on and hit these hard issues. Because I, I think that's something, you know, I've really been thinking about, too, is just, hey, where's your heart? Be pure in heart. Be seeking God. These are the real, man, this is like discipleship, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it is, it is a Christian pathway. I mean, to be pure in heart, just to, to do that honest evaluation of oneself and say, hey, where do I realistically stand with these things? Right. What have I actually submitted to? Have I submitted to God? Have right. I come in humility or have I submitted to the world? You know, we talk about, I think, as people were searching and seeking, you, you already mentioned, a lot of things in this life don't fill the voids of personal satisfaction. Right. You know, people are always chasing, and especially in the United States, we found materialistically, people chase after them, right. the American dream and don't find fulfillment. We all probably can share stories of rich people and even people won the lotteries and, 
end up bankrupt and broke and unhappy right. and it didn't solve anything. I mean, some of the biggest celebrities in the world out there, they're miserable. They're right. on drugs. They're killing themselves. They're, they're not happy. There's right. no peace and contentment there. Right. You know, and you know, so one of the things that is, is, is we got to fill that with God and that's where the fulfillment is, but we got to come in that moment again in humility, be open and honest. What are our faults? Where are our sins? Where do we stand? What right. do I have to repent of? Where do I need to change? Well, like David prayed, you know, examine my heart, God. And I think sometimes that's a great prayer for us, God examine my heart because again this is the path of peace this is a path of happiness but then when you get there i like how he says blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy mercy i think sometimes when we do arrive let's say we do get serious about Mm -hmm. hungering and thirsting for righteousness you get on fire for god and you look around and you think how come you're not (laughs) you start looking around and it says blessed is merciful i remember listening uh and we were talking one time in church history, and my church history professor said it's always been fascinating to him that it would take a man 45 years to arrive at a certain point in his life, and then he gave everyone else 45 seconds to get there. You know what I'm saying? Because it took him years to get there, but he didn't want to have the patience to let other people get there. And I think, honestly, Steve, when you look at this kind of stuff, being merciful to someone and giving them a chance to get on their feet, not being so, you got to do this, 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 that. I mean, they become to Christ and we're giving them a, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Gotta. It's like, just let them grow, yeah. let them breathe, uh, let them have a chance. All right, last word, 30 seconds. Well, no, I think that's a lot of it. I mean, it's all the same grace that God gave to us. We got to turn around and give to others. Even with all of our imperfections, Jesus still died on the cross for our sins. Right. And so he's saying, hey, turn around and give this to somebody else. Right. Give, them the, give them the benefit, show some mercy. And, and just just live it out. That's a Christian trait too. We appreciate you listening to the Way to Go podcast with myself and Steve. Hopefully it's been a blessing to your life. Have a blessed week. <laughs>